Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Well, you know what? This being the first podcast of the season, this here on the Shutdown Podcast, it'd be uh, inappropriate for me to start with anything but a, you know, 38-10, roll tide, whatever the score was in that awful uh, game between Virginia Tech and Alabama I sat through. Roll tide to you, Jason Kirk. Roll tide to you in return. Uh, and uh, also joining us, we got uh, we got ourselves Ryan, a.k.a. Celebrity Hot Tub. A, a roll tide to you, Ryan. Roll tide, sir. Boy, that was twangy and accurate. We have to move very quickly because we don't want to miss the second half of Pitt, Florida State. <laughs> because Jameis Winston certainly won't be overhyped after this game, thus joining Jimbo Fisher's three first-rounders and the Valhalla of first-round bargains like Jamarcus Russell, Christian Ponder, and EJ Manuel. Remember, three first-rounders, it can mean a lot of things, kids. Uh, I wanted to ask you first, Jason. Louisville uh, did beautifully on Sunday versus Ohio, and that's probably what it's going to look like for most of the year for them. No? Yeah, I'd say so. We're going to see lots of Teddy Bridgewater stats porn. The whole thing's just going to look like one big spring game, even with, like, snow on the field. We're just going to see, like, Papa John running onto the field with a warm stack of a lukewarm stack of pizzas, um, probably a little toe up, even not long into November because nothing <laughs> will stop him from getting onto the field, certainly not any of the defenses Louisville will face. Um, and they're just going to have to win by 30, and then they're going to have to win by 40, and then 50, just to maintain their ranking in the top 25 because 
the conference is worse than we thought. Like, the Big East was bad, but it lost its name and somehow it got worse. Like, out here with a losing record against the FCS so far, not, uh, not an ideal look. Yeah, you know, I believe... Other than Cincy, it's just... I believe we, I believe, I believe we looked and six of their first eight teams, or six of their first eight teams they play, lost this weekend. And, and Kentucky lost to the Sun Belt. Hey, 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 they lost to, they lost to WKU. That's like... I'm sorry, I'm sorry, they lost to a, a former NFL coach. That's like the fancy, that's like the fancy brand ketchup Sun Belt you're, you're dealing with there. By the way, is this really just a setup towards, uh, seeing Papa John? hammered out of his mind on Instagram every weekend and, and we're okay with that right Ryan Yeah I mean I think what I think what we're basically going to learn here is that uh you know how in major league as the Indians are increasingly uh winning throughout the season they're taking pieces off of whatever the owners the the model of the owner there Yeah that's what that's what Papa John's going to be doing on Instagram <laughs> As as Louisville wins more and more games <clears throat> Like, you know, he'll rip a sleeve this week. Next week, mysteriously, the nipple of his shirt will be cut off. By the end of the season, full-blown nude. No, no, no. It'll be like Major League because they'll take off the final piece that you think are his genitals, and it's just a tower of garlic <laughs> butter containers covering the whole thing. We're three minutes, We're like three minutes into this podcast, and we, we've already gotten to describing which Papa John's condiment item would properly cover male genitals? Probably the shriveled jalapeno. Yeah. I, thought, <laughs> I thought you were suggesting his actual genitals were Papa John's butter. I mean, that, make up, that makes for the pickup line, then, doesn't it? Better ingredients, baby. <laughs> I'm John Schnatter, and I'm nude on Instagram. But you, you didn't quite get the, the pace of the verbiage. It's like Jimbo Fisher with hiccups. <laughs> there's this weird thing that that like he and everyone from west virginia and that kind of like mid-belt united states appalachia running downhill into the ohio river have where they don't use the corners of their mouth they're like sewn together so they all talk like this well that's that's so the government can't see you because they're you know the, the the man next to you you know he, he could upset your entire shine running operation they got them cameras in the airports now can, can scan your mouth see what you're saying now it just looks like you're saying watermelon over and over. <laughs> watermelon, watermelon, watermelon. Hey, that's all Jimbo Fisher said in all for years, and it's got him three first-rounders. Three. Don't ask who they are. Don't. Just don't. Uh, Ryan, you, for some reason, like before we actually discuss actual football content, uh, you want to talk about a team that scored a dang old three points this weekend. Yeah, Mississippi State. Um, I think it's probably pretty well established that I like talking about terrible football results, which is probably a lot about – that says a lot about me growing up in Tampa. Mm. Um, so Mississippi State scored three points in this game. I looked, and the last time that they did not score at least seven points against a non-conference opponent, you have to go back to 1983. Ooh. Which – I want you to think about how many terrible Mississippi State teams there were between 1983 and today. That what, I, what I want you to think about is what did Starkville look like in 1983? Better, actually. Okay. My, my, favorite, my favorite line of anyone talking about Starkville, which, full disclosure, I've been to. It's lovely. It's a small town, 
you're an idiot to expect anything else, right? It, it, that's that's what it is, right? When people are like, oh, Starkville doesn't have anything, do, you expected it to? Do, do you roll up? Do you roll up to like an Alaskan beach and you're like, dude, it's cold. Ain't got a bikini girl, you know, damn near eight miles. Yes, that's that's not what you're looking for. But point being, he said that they were taking checks in the Starkville Burger King as recently as 1997. <laughs> Could you just sign over your paycheck and just get Burger King? <laughs> like just Yeah, just put this on my tab. Burger King, the company store. Could you <laughs> could you go to Burger King and use that as a check cashing joint? But you have to like bring the burgers back. Like you, you hand them your paycheck. You get two burgers on Friday. You got to bring them back five with interest. I would think, by the way, if any of this is true, then that sort of extreme fungibility of cash and goods, really, they should be much better at SEC recruiting. Because like, take your recruit to the Burger King. Uh, barter a few items, and he walks out of there with a mobile home. What if Burger King is the largest banking concern in Mississippi? Like, what if you can get a home mortgage <laughs> from Burger King? <laughs> what if Burger King in in Mississippi? Burger King is literally the king. You you go to him to to you pay tribute, and um, if the Burger King of Mississippi. Uh, if he finds favor with you, then he sends you on a quest, and if you uh, complete your quest. You you get land and you get a, a certificate of deposit with a two percent interest. That's great these days. Plus per free chicken fries. Yeah, and and you know what? Winner gets to hang out with the king himself, Fred Smoot, at the Comfort Inn. There, sitting <laughs> <laughs> in the parking lot with his Bentley. Which, Thanks, you know, Fred Smoot. King Smoot. King Smoot. Y'all are making things up. I'm just stating what happens on Saturdays in fall. Fred Smoot rolls up in his Bentley and parks That's it at the Comfort Inn there. He, he tosses you a kid vid costume and says, put this on. <laughs> that thing in the glove compartment, don't touch it without washing your hands afterwards. Uh, the, uh, so Mississippi State, by the way, in scoring three points. That's, um, I know that's par for the course, but that was against Oklahoma State. I, I mean, they're going to be, if that's the pattern, and Tyler Russell's already injured. Well, I mean, that's hard to say. They, they didn't score points with Tyler Russell, no? He uh, was in there for a little bit. And, yeah, n- none of the players on offense they trotted out scored points. But now they have a quarterback named Dak, <laughs> which which is like the big lots version of Gak. I think anybody named Dak is worth, like, 1993 points. Like, 1,993 of them. In Scrabble, or I think he's the pilot who dies in the early stages of a uh, craft assault in any space opera. Is Dak yeah. like they're like Dak, and he's dead like instantly. Yeah, they're 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 go- their entire story is going to be one long trail of sorrow, followed by the even more sorrowful conclusion of this. If they get to the end of the season and they're like, "Do we change coaches?" The, the question is obviously like, "Who could replace? Who's coming?" Who would we get? Speaking Why? of, so it's like when you have a '97 Honda Civic that the AC's busted and the roof is rotting, but you don't have enough money to buy a new car. Yeah, I'm sorry to cut you off, Kirk. We have a natural transition point in asking, "Who are you gonna get?" We just gotta get rid of them. <laughs> uh, no, my whole comment was why. Why? Okay, well that that, <laughs> that carries why carries us over well to Georgia, uh, who, by the way. I don't think, and this isn't just me reacting to a man crying on air about Georgia, but 
Losing to this Clemson team at the opening of your year, uh, it doesn't ruin much for Georgia in terms of their goals, frankly. Yeah, minus um, your best receiver, minus a starting defensive back, minus the ability to kick field goals because your kicker is the most Georgia man alive and was suspended for um, boating crimes. Mm-hmm. Considering all that, considering how good Clemson is, uh, how fired up Dabo and the whole crowd was, which I include Dabo as part of the crowd. He is. I think he's more of a, a yell leader than uh, really a head coach, but obviously he's good at both. I mean, considering all that, settle down, Georgia. I think what you're underestimating, though, is there's going to be a point in the season, maybe in November, Georgia's looking strong, looking like they're going to be in the conversation, and some significant segment of the media is going to say, Georgia's a team that couldn't even win the ACC. They don't belong in the national championship. when like Clemson's playing for the national title somebody will still say that right like if Georgia has one loss and they're like yeah let's go for that Georgia Clemson let's go for that Georgia Clemson matchup someone will with a straight face go man I don't even know if Georgia could win the ACC (laughs) I think if if Georgia were to win the SEC the point would be you know like against Clemson because Clemson didn't win the SEC I I, I say we take Clemson out stick Georgia in That, and I will say this, there's a legitimate point of concern because Georgia's offensive line, especially in pass protection, didn't exactly inspire a lot of confidence against a Clemson defense, which everyone universally describes as, you know, improving. Improving is basically like the nice personality or nice eyes. I don't want to be too sexist to be like, you know, because everyone always is like, yo, that's like the ugly girl takes her glasses off. Yo, axe. Um... That's not that's not what I want to say here. What I want to say is, you know, the exact opposite, which is like if a woman tells you, you know, you have really nice eyes, that means you're an unattractive man. That's really what that means. If there's no other compliment given, that they'll just defer to like eyes or you yeah, know, or you're, or you're funny. You, you know, you're a funny guy with nice eyes. Those yeah. are like the only two things women have ever said to me. Uh, no, we're, no, we're we're uh, we're saying the opposite things, buddy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. we're, we're, we're saying the opposite thing. You're, you're beautiful, Ryan, right. no matter what they say. But and you're right. Improving is something you write on a D-plus paper. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, like we would – a good defense that we know is good, we would say they had underwhelmed, right? We'd be like, oh, man, they can, they can do a lot better. We can coach them a lot harder. Someone like Clemson's defense, you know, you'd call them improving because – you still remember, you know, that they give up 40 points, you know, every now and then uh, and every now and then meaning frequently. So um, but even that Georgia's offensive line falling backwards, not real inspiring for them in terms of their overall prospects in the SEC. Well, they got time to get it together. They don't have to face Clowney for four whole days. They got time to fire Bobo. Hey, all they need to do with Clowney is just turn the heat up over 80 degrees somewhere on this planet and ask him to play more than four plays straight. Am I right, boys? You huh? are right, sir. Conditioning's an issue. Here's the problem with that. That they said that, that everyone's getting on Clowney for conditioning. So naturally you think it's wrong. And then after the game, Spurrier's like, yeah, why don't you ask him about that, huh? Huh? Why don't you ask him about it? You're like, oh, Spurrier thinks there's a problem. Maybe I'm not just being, maybe I'm not just overreacting. Yeah, it's, it's, we've gotten in this mode of like over defending Clowney and Manziel and the players we really like. Um, that it's, it's kind of, it, it's kind of unsettling when they actually do something wrong. We kind of don't know how to how to criticize. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but there's a valid point there. You know, 
Clowney uh, did take some plays off. Clowney was uh, more winded than you would expect someone as freakish and uh, as allegedly well-conditioned as he looked, right? If I'm South Carolina, I'm sitting Clowney to start that game. I'm starting the 60-year-old woman who just swam from Cuba to Florida. <laughs> putting Diana Nyad. That's right. <laughs> and you know what? If Georgia brings if Georgia brings jellyfish, bring it. That's the only thing that can stop her getting in that backfield. I don't know. I say we make her swim to Savannah first. <laughs> well, you know, she doesn't really get going until 70 or 80 miles. So make her swim first. Get her face all swole up so she's numb. So when the offensive line really puts that hand up in the mask, she's not feeling a thing. The TCU approach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every damn game. Seg- Segway. Yet another segue. Seamless. Seamless into uh, TCU, which, by the way, I've decided that TCU only recruits guys who are six feet tall and 180 and then just makes them eat or diet down into their roles. Because they all like they all kind of look like guys who are just playing at the wrong weight, which they are, because that's kind of how TCU has to recruit still. They get some guys who are five stars, but they still have to take like a 250-pound defensive tackle and go, well, you know what? On Wednesday, you're going to be a guard, son. Here's a buffet ticket. Uh, but that game, uh, LSU had something that uh, sort of terrified me, which was a competent offense. Yeah, and uh, Zach Mettenberger, what he did, he threw passes, and then people caught them. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not sure when that wrinkle was added to the game plan. Yeah, um, but by, by the way, being caught by a mandatory LSU player named Landry, always have to have at least one Landry on the field at all times. Yeah, that's... That's what the L and LSU stands for. It is very hard to remember the last time LSU had a game where they had two receivers over 100 yards receiving. Yeah, although really, if we go back to last year, we should have seen this coming because if you'll remember against Alabama, Menberger played a brilliant game. He played really well against Alabama. So it's not like Zach Menberger hasn't been coming along. And then you have Cam Cameron putting in I, what I assume is the paint-by-numbers college-to-pro playbook, right? Here, you're going to throw levels. Here, we'll let you throw a slant. We'll keep it real basic and just sort of pull you along. Uh, they looked really good against TCU, who uh, defense no, was you know sort of what they're known for. And but it, No slouch on TCU, by the way. This is the weekend where we all get to be really charitable to teams, right? Like, Vandy loses to Ole Miss, and we're like, ah, but you still look good, Vandy. You still did great. Washington State loses to Auburn, and we're like, you come a long way. You're Literally, right. Pullman is really far. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, we don't even know if everyone involved with the program was, you know, like, you know, not totally jet-lagged, you know, or, or ate some, as one internet poster would put it, peach fungus bullshit that made y'all sick. <laughs> we, don't, we don't know that. This is the week when you can be, week one, you're really competent toward teams uh, who just barely sort of lose. And TCU was, like, right there for most of the game. I think they're going to be fine. I think the larger point to take out of that game is that LSU may have something resembling offensive competence, which um, terrifies me except for this. It's less miles, and I know he won't stand for it for too long. Yeah, I mean, speaking of TCU, I'm, I'm honestly feeling better about TCU than I was even going into the game. I think they're still a strong pick to take the Big 12 for those who would be so inclined. You know, the quarterbacks are going to look better against a defense that doesn't outweigh them by 100 pounds across the board. You know, uh, the defense is going to be fine, especially getting his best player back in two weeks. I, th- I think we should feel pretty good about the Frogs, especially with that amazing gif. Uh, you can't see it because I'm talking about it, but that gif of Gary Patterson. 
Gif pounding Gif's his face with a towel. Gifts on the radio, if you could see it. It's literally, it's Gary Patterson attempting to erase the flesh from his face with a towel. Like, yeah, we, we, at the time we compared it to the bad guy in Captain America who his skin falls off and he's got a red skull. I think his name is Red Skull, but <laughs> that's what it looks like he's trying to make happen. The Nazis, the Nazis weren't good at naming villains, Jason. I think what Jason has just revealed is that as our society moves from a language-based to gift-based mode of communication, blind people are fucked. <laughs> Do you mean Tom Savage of Pitt? His <laughs> life is just going to become it's a... Over. It's well, over. I think, I think the way you talk about a gift is you talk about it in a loop. Just Gary Patterson's <laughs> wife's face with a towel. Gary Patterson's wife's face with a towel. Gary Patterson's wife's face with a towel. Yeah, that's funnier, Jason. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see? Nuances. Totally works. Uh, really quick lightning round here for uh, the discussion of this past week. Uh, besides this, I would like to mention Cal looked fun. I know Northwestern beat him, but oh boy, Cal and Sunny Dice, that's cooking with oil right there. Probably locally sourced, sustainable, uh, green, eco-friendly oil, but still cooking with oil nonetheless. Uh, FCS versus FBS. Uh, which one was your favorite victory? I'm going to go ahead and claim uh, McNeese State over USF because burn it all. I'm gonna go were, with the. I'm, I'm gonna go were, with the mighty bison. The mighty bison over uh, K State. Yeah, just because um, you scheduled North Dakota State. What did you think was gonna happen? You saw what they did to Kansas, like right before you scheduled this game. Kansas is in your. Wait, well, I mean, nobody watches Kansas football, but still, you might have heard something about it. Yeah, it was probably on a telex somewhere, uh, and they also beat Minnesota. Uh, Ryan, your favorite. I, I'll go with Iowa State, Northern Iowa, because Iowa State ironically lost in the most Iowa way possible. <laughs> it was it was amazing. Like, they, they sort of let the other team hang around. Everybody's looking like, oh, you know, Northern Iowa's taking it to Iowa State. Then you look and you're like, oh, Iowa State's closing the gap. And then they just can't, they can't get quite enough there. And now Iowa State and Iowa, may, maybe this is the year that they're the same program and they duel to a 1-1 tie. Now, the really fun thing I like about the uh, the weekend in Iowa is that Iowa and Iowa State play soon. They usually play their rivalry game in, like, week one and a half or whatever. Might be playing tonight. But the only thing they have to shit-talk each other about is who looked better against a NIU that they lost to. <laughs> KNS Mas Macho uh, against the WAC. For the Mac. Like, oh, God, Northern Indiana's coming. We're both fucked. <laughs> Um, looking ahead to next week, um, I will go ahead and uh, prompt the top 25 for you because I will be NMIAMI, uh, acronym MIA, and not just because that's how the city is spelled. Uh, I will be there for uh, Florida v. Miami, gentlemen. How do you feel about that? Not me being there, but the game. Terrible. Dirty. Awful. I, I think this is going to be just a, a wretched game to watch. I think there will be maybe 35 passes thrown total. <laughs> 31 of them by Stephen Morris. Right. It, three of them will be when Florida drops a uh, field goal snap and has to throw the ball. Yeah. So Agreed. Jason? Um, yeah. Uh, that that sounds like a lot of fun, and I, I hope you have a really great time. <laughs> um, what time is that game? Good. Noon. Um, maybe I'll sleep in. Noon. Yeah, it's going to be horrendous. You probably don't want to watch it. In addition... Oh, God, so southeastern Louisiana's playing. Sorry. Yeah, t like 200 really sunburnt people uh, are going to be very disappointed that they sat in the stands for this game. On the plus side, you're going to lose a lot of water weight. 
Hey, I'm in the press box. I am losing zero water. <laughs> I am not opening that window. I am finding the most air-conditioned, artificial corner of that stadium and bunkering up. Shoot, Nevin Shapiro might stop by. You might get some, like, Perrier weight. That's how bad attendance is at Miami, that they gave you credentials. Well, you know, I can say safely that for this game, neither fan base will travel well because they just don't. Not Miami fans to home, nor Florida fans anywhere. So uh, that much is uh, guaranteed. Oh, oh, moving on. South Carolina, Georgia, 4.30 p.m. Uh, I really like Georgia in this game now that they've lost. I don't know. I mean, remember two years ago when old Rick started off 0-2 and, and that seat started scalding and then, you know, dang near won the SEC. This could be just a yearly pattern. Just It's kind of like a preseason for Georgia at this point. Uh, I, I also think losing Malcolm Mitchell is going to be I, – I, I just don't know how much easier that's going to make Georgia to sort of scheme against. Um, so I think it will maybe be closer than some people might think after week one, but I, I, I will stick with South Carolina. Well, I'm a football idiot, uh, so sometimes I pick things by instinct. But if I were being realistic, I would say this. Clemson did a lot of business working against Georgia's linebackers, moving the quarterback a little bit, getting you know receivers loose in the middle of the field, uh, and they did really, really well in one-on-one against Georgia. So that's something I'm sure Steve Spurrier is uh, licking his chops over. And I'm saying that because Steve Spurrier's tongue is preternaturally long, like 16 inches. He can lick the cocktail sauce straight out of a shrimp cocktail goblet. It's disturbing. I didn't Prehen- know that. It's prehensile. I've seen him pick up a 7-iron with it. Yeah, well, you know, hey, listen, how do you mark a ball? Standing on the tongue, <laughs> back up, don't have to touch a thing. Pesticides so don't get in your body that way. That's how, you, how you don't get in his line. Yeah. So it's more like lick clack. Yeah, <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen him throw a damn visor with it. Uh, other games of interest, by the way, uh, peter out very quickly after that early slot. Uh, we do have my favorite shambolic game of the year, year in and year out, which is Notre Dame and Michigan, all of the prestige and half of the actual ability that they're purported to have. If you remember, this game has come down to be either a total beatdown or absolute barn burner, something like four out of the past five years. Uh, gentlemen, your opinion? My opinion is Tommy Ray's Heisman candidate. <laughs> For the seventh year in a row. When will you stop talking about that? I know it was weird when he was in high school, but I believed it then, and I believe it now. (laughs) Um, I'm just waiting to see uh, what Michigan misspells as far as its own school (laughs) name goes, like Notre Dame did last year with the Fig Thing Cups. Fig Thing. Wolverines? What does that mean? Yeah, Wolverines. Oh, God. Mish again. Mish again. Wolverines. Uh, other scores of interest to predict. I only, really only <laughs> future see scores of interest. future scores of interest. I really only see two other games in the top 25 that are really worth noting. Uh, that would be one, Oregon plays at Virginia, which is really only amusing for uh, watching horrified, drunk uh, preppies and ties stand aghast as their team is cut from navel to neck by the swift blade of all homicidal duck. And the other one being uh, Washington State, USC, which, frankly, I think Auburn's a pretty good test for USC, for preparing for USC this year. <laughs> and that's no compliment to USC. 
I'm uh, I'm interested to see uh, whether Johnny Manziel is forced to play like 180 minutes against Sam Houston State, or maybe he has to go like <laughs> five quarters without a flag. I mean, I mean, what what's Kevin Sumlin's creative disciplinary measure? He has to Johnny has to learn how to spell bear cats, the Sam Houston State mascot with a capital K. Oh, oh, and other weirdnesses, by the way. Texas goes to BYU. Oh man, I don't. I I already don't want to watch that game. <laughs> I, I couldn't hear you. All I all I heard was just the color white. The color just. <laughs> it was it was beautiful. <laughs> additionally, additionally, by the way, on upset alert, not really. But there's gonna be it'll look ugly. Southern Miss goes to Nebraska. Southern Miss is going to have like 500 yards of offense and a 20 point loss because that's how Nebraska rolls. And uh, don't forget, Louisville strengthens its schedule, its demand, its argument for a national title by playing Eastern Kentucky, thus ensuring they're going to play every Kentucky possible. They'll play Western Kentucky in the bowl game. And they'll just get the whole state cinched up. Well, Eastern hadn't lost to Western yet. I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You could chain it up, make it the transit championship of Kentucky. Congratulations. You've won heavy metal poisoner. <laughs> are there are there any interesting non-ranked games that we care about next week? Oh, God. I know. That uh, was rude. That That's a very rude question, but I can go ahead and peruse them for you. I mean, that, that involves clicking a whole new drop down <laughs> on the schedule. I'm sure he's looking at it. I know. This is a lot of work, man. You know, what? I will I will throw one out, possibly Buffalo at Baylor. Buffalo Buffalo can score some points on defense. Um, yeah. and Baylor, <laughs> and Baylor can score some points on offense. So um, I got another FCS over FBS upset, but it won't be an upset the minute I say the names. That would be Maine, Maine over Massachusetts. I got another one for you. Central Arkansas, Colorado. Oh, no, Maine? no, no. I, I'm I, I'm buying Colorado this year. I'm pretty sure Maine at Massachusetts is a John Updike novel and not actually a football game. <laughs> the first quarter <laughs> unfolded in a florid 235-word <laughs> sentence. It was really more of a meditation on sexuality in the waning years of a misogynist life than a football game. Um, I would also – Buffalo Baylor, I'd watch. I mean, like, seriously, I'd, I would watch that. that is a, Buffalo is a fun team to watch. The state, the state University of New York – Additionally, if you like oh, 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 here, here you if go, you like you points, I got another one. But please go ahead, Jason. James Madison at Akron. <laughs> oh, JMU, because Akron's losing that game. They're losing that game so hard. I will also suggest Navy Indiana. Whatever the over is, I'd take it. Yeah, yeah that would that would be wise. I think that's fair. And you know, we left this out. Undefeated Kansas kicks off next week. Oh, where? Uh, they they host South Dakota in a 7 p.m. ESPN3 classic. Damn, damn, you know what? I keep seeing like games where I'm like, you know what? It, this is another one. Uh, this is an F, this is a not, like not FCS, FBS, but Arkansas State over Auburn? Hmm? I mean, that could be as competitive as Washington State. Not that that says a lot. I don't know. By <laughs> over, do you mean like... The game will never be over because every drive takes 11 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and man, Louisiana Lafayette continues its murderer's row. They lost against Arkansas in a game I thought they'd be better at. 
But guess who they play this week? Kansas State. Oh, yeah. Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> For what? That's how this game's built. No, I don't know. You take it out on your... Listen, you take it out on your next opponent. What I guess... I can see, like, the the Don King poster for this. Like, this time it's personal. Yeah, which is why Colorado State and Tulsa is going to be a bloodbath. If you found somebody who's been to to both Lafayette – I'm serious. I don't know if there's a human being on this planet who's been to both Lafayette and Manhattan, Kansas. I want to – Graham. Yeah. Lee, Lee Corso recruited them back in 83. <laughs> They're still on probation. <laughs> still on probation. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was thinking Lou Holtz. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> one, one Lou to another. Probation really isn't that much of a link, especially probation in any sense. If you're talking about Manhattan, Kansas, and Lafayette, Louisiana. You know, that's a little bit of a problem with the law, Shay, but we get that fixed. Now, if, if somebody tried to put K-State on probation, would, like, the, the news of the sentence even reach the school in time for, like, the bull band to be enacted. <laughs> Hold on, we're decrypting this with Enigma. <laughs> there'd, be like, there'd be, like, 38 JUCO transfers on the roster. It'd be like, I got my master's already anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my kid was going to watch me in the bowl game this year. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, if you want to know, by the way, the, the, most, the, the, the conference with the most pitiful matchups, uh, it's the SEC. This is this is the 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 week when everyone who's not an SEC fan will look at the SEC and go, "Oh yeah, that's that's how you manage to pump plump up your records." Because Toledo, Missouri, Western Kentucky, Tennessee, upset alert, upset alert, there, son. You I assume you're talking about UAB, LSU, upset alert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Toledo's making another swing through. Yeah, Toledo is uh, just moving a little bit further north to play Missouri, which, frankly, Toledo was pretty good. It that was is a that is a harrowing trail back to Ohio. They're taking. <laughs> they're just they're just staying over in St. Augustine for the weekend. It's fine. They're crashing with Pinkle. He's got a little room in his house. Did now. they start in Peru? <laughs> this is just like, one like long. This is town all... to town, battling their way back to Toledo. <laughs> they've got it's, all. It's, they've it's got just all... like the Warriors. Exactly. They've just got the sense of direction of Simone Bolivar, just rolling all over the place, trying to start failed revolutions. <laughs> hey, whatever it takes to avoid Kentucky, that, that's what you do. <laughs> well, I mean, there may be a reason, Bobby. There may be a reason that you know they're not going there. Someone on the staff has warrants. But hey, Bobby Petrino, I got no warrants in Tennessee. He's rolling straight through into Neyland next week. Because uh, they're not Austin P. That game actually should be sort of interesting for ten minutes or so uh, until the roof caves in on Petrino. I just want to see Petrino wreck a boat in the Vol Navy. Me <laughs> <laughs> too, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, this is this is it's crap. It's not baseball. Yeah, but it's 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 crap. 